Welcome back to Sorry Horses, the podcast from Sorry Horses. Sorry Horses is an organisation which helps people with disability, sensory needs, and more. I'm Sarah Toy. Today we are talking about volunteering. Adam will be chatting to Lisa from Volunteering Action, Rygate and Banstead about what volunteering roles they do and what needs to make workspace inclusive. We will also be chatting to people at the Social Choices who do volunteering to find out about their experiences and maybe later i tell you about what I do too. Stick around to hear in on who goes above and beyond for him as we discover how certain choices both team have done at the BBC Make a Difference Award. Before that, a little tease about next month's episode. You might remember Dexter talking to Matt about wheelchairs in their last episode. They both had cerebral palsy and we thought we would explore that more in next show. Cerebral palsy day is in October. And Richard Nick from Scope wanted us to go and check out the World Cerebral Palsy Day website. Go and check out worldcerebralpalsyday.org, which is on October the 6th every year. Uh, there is also a National Cerebral Palsy Conference on the same day in Glasgow, hosted by CP Scotland, that is free for anybody to attend. I'll be speaking there, so that's probably a good reason not to go. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, there's, there's speakers, there's different people in the community, there's uh, equipment shows, and uh, so that's on October the sixth. And you can you can apply to go there through CP Scotland's website. So go and see Richard talking at the National Cerebral Palsy Conference on World Cerebral Palsy Day, October the 6th. You can find a link to the event on our show notes and tune in next month and learn more about cerebral palsy. Now back to today's episode. First up, Adam talked to Lisa Owen from Military Action, Wildgate and Bankstead about how to help people get into volunteering. So I'm the Volunteer Centre Manager. My name's Lisa Irwin. We broker volunteering in the Rygate and Bankstead area, which means organisations come to us and ask us to provide their volunteering roles. And then we find suitable volunteers for them. Um, We can also provide training to volunteers and the organisations we support. But if you live outside of Rygate and Banstead, you will have a volunteer centre 
close to where you live. They're very national. So either Google your nearest one or you can get in touch with us and we can point you in the right direction. Is that a coordinated kind of the same organisation, umbrella organisation? No, no, we're we're all different. Um, Some volunteer centres, so they will cover a bigger area than others. Some are small, some are bigger, but you do have different voluntary actions in Surrey. And we work together quite closely as well. So what kind of voluntary roles are available for people who come to you? So um, there's all sorts of roles, from befriending someone in your local community. We've got some roles that people can knit headbands for cancer patients. They could do that from home, going out, doing some gardening, admin stuff, office roles, or just go along to one-off events and help with car parking duties, marshalling, or helping out uh, on a stall. Are the organisations that people volunteer for are they sort of to help the community or or charity mostly yes so we only work with voluntary organizations not-for-profit organizations faith sector statutory bodies so we don't work with businesses volunteering is you're giving your time for free it shouldn't be given to profit making businesses so at Surrey Choices, we work with people who have disabilities. Mm-hmm. Have you done much work with people who have similar backgrounds to that? Yes, I have. Yes. Um, and I've worked with Surrey Choices for several years, um, finding clients suitable volunteering opportunities. And uh, we also work with other organisations who support people with disabilities, mental health conditions, etc. And this was mainly when we had our volunteering project called Aspire. Mm. So that the Aspire project was where we were able to give a little bit more support to people with extra support needs. So it might not have been a disability, it might have been confidence issues, mental health conditions. But the funding ran out, unfortunately. Um, But we are looking to support it again in the near future, as it's a really important project to have. What practically was the difference in the Aspire um, kind of programme? which gave people that extra help that they needed? We had the capacity because we had um, somebody in part-time. We we would actually be able to fund somebody to come in and help me, basically, because I I alone run the volunteer centre, so it's not a massive team. Mm -hmm. So this person was there. They was able to give them um, that little bit more support at maybe their first session, when they used to go along to do their volunteering role, they were able to go along for their, you know, the taster sessions and was able to, um, yeah, just give that little bit more extra support. Yeah, yeah, resources. It's all about resources. It is, it is. And um, when you've got disabled people who want to do voluntary work, what are the kind of things that you, as a middle person, and also the the charities and organisations themselves, what do they need to consider to make it possible for people with these with different backgrounds to come and help with them? So the questions that I ask volunteers when they come to me, I ask them, have they volunteered before? Do they actually you know, know what to expect when you're volunteering? What have they done before? What are they looking to get back from their time volunteering? Also consider the times 
you can volunteer? Does it match with the role that you've inquired for? Also consider how you're going to get to your volunteering role. And will the organisation that you'll be wanting to volunteer with, do they pay travel expenses? Not all organisations can pay expenses, unfortunately. And we know which organisations can give support and that can have the capacity to do so and those that can't. So we don't want to send people to an organisation that can't support them because that will give that volunteer a bad experience. And we don't want those people to have you know, a bad experience volunteering. We want to give them a positive experience. And what does that support generally look like? Is it staffing or is it training? Or It's usually, it... yeah, it's both really. Yeah. Um, I know with Surrey Choices, you that your support workers will go along with with the person that sometimes they can't help with the training so um or they can't help with all different reasons Mm -hmm. so we know which organization to send people with extra support needs to we have that good relationship do you think that charities and maybe even businesses if you know are they geared up well enough for people who have disabilities and other special needs to you know, have that mutual benefit of people coming to work and the experience that they get? We try to advocate best, you know, to try and get people, organisations, to be as inclusive as they can, as they can, the best as they can. Charities, because they're so small sometimes, haven't got the funding capacity to support disabled people, which is, but we are seeing more and more organisations open up their volunteering roles to people with extra support needs. Mm. When I started 13 years ago, there was probably one or two organisations that I knew of. Now I know of probably 10, 15, even more. More efforts made. It is. It's going in the right direction. Yes, it is. Yes. Probably there's some laws which have helped out along the way. Yes, most definitely. Yes. Yeah. I just want to say that we do ask these questions when organizations ask us to promote their volunteering roles Mm. we do ask about accessibility whether they have their um, uh, equality and diversity policy um, whether they have their equal opportunities policy in place their health and safety policies and insurance of course so we make sure that those volunteers are looked after and that they have the right procedures in place and do you find that the experience that people get volunteering you know does it pay off for them in terms of getting work or maybe I don't know other other benefits it can do it can lead to paid work yes I've seen it myself even I was volunteering before I started voluntary action right getting bounced and the reason why I got this job is because I was volunteering Mm -hmm. so it, it didn't it had nothing to do with the job that I have now, I worked in a charity shop. So it was at a time when I was at a loss. Um, I'd just moved back into the area. Um, I had, I was out of work and I wanted something to do. I'd lost kind of in touch with the community. I wanted to get back into giving back into my community. Wanted to make new friends, which I did so. And yeah, it's, it's, it's brilliant. I mean, it increased my confidence as well. I'd been out of work for a few months 
yeah, it helps with your confidence, mental health, gained experiences. It's also good for your CV if you have any gaps. Also good if you haven't got references. I know organisations probably ask you to give at least three to six months before they can give you a reference. Mm. But it's a, if, if, you, if you can't, if you're struggling with references, gain references from your volunteering role. Was it your personal experience which made you want to do the role that you do now to help other people yeah. get the same kind of benefits? Yeah, definitely. Yes, definitely. Because I've been there. Okay, well, Elisa, thanks for talking to us on Sorry Voices. You're welcome. Thank you for uh, having me. Yeah, and um, all the best for the future. Thank you. And you've done some volunteering too, haven't you, Salvatore? I have done some helping to move the bags around the Bernardo's charity shop because someone asked me if I can help to remove the bags over because it's taking up too much room around the charity shop. Not of the bags is full up with, with them clothes we really back into the bags and then bits and pieces. I've done so much work unbelievable. I carry that in this full carrier bags of clothes. And I need to move it to that side where Annie wants me to import it. So I've done so much work. Unbelievable. And did you enjoy it? It's fun, but most of the time I get tired. Right. And when do you do it? Um, One until two. Once a week? Yeah. And you also helped out at a food bank, didn't you? I... Helps the charity out because then Fiona wants me to get everything for the food bank because the people we are helping it for, they are not rich enough. I helped to get all the boxes of all different kinds of foods and bits and pieces for the food bank. And then Fiona is so proud of me. It sounds like important work. Of course it is, because if if you listen to me, I'm helping out the food bank charity. So you you guys also get involved and help out. Some people at Charity Choices have also done volunteering. Now, listen to their stories. I met up with Hannah Rogers and this is what she's been saying. Hi, I am Hannah Rogers. I have been volunteering for 11 years at charity shops in Rygate, Gatton Park, the Red Cross, the Office Project and the Library. I like volunteering because I can meet new people and learn new skills. It has improved my confidence and hopefully it will lead me to a paid job. My best experience volunteering was when I was with the Red Cross. My duties included seeing elderly people after they were discharged from the hospital. We needed it to make sure they that they were well and had enough food and drink. If necessary, we took them to the local shop or to the local community and sometimes to the local garden centre. This was very rewarding. It made me feel 
that I was making a difference. I would like to recommend volunteering to anyone because you learn a new skill and meet people. Mostly it will make you get out there and try a new challenge. It helps you with isolation and mental health issues. But there can be challenges for disabled people. Some of the places where I volunteered did not have access to public transport and there was no wheelchair access, which can be a problem for many people. I've done quite a lot of volunteering work. I volunteered at Furnace store before they moved. I uh, go for the volunteering at the library in, in Holy. Yeah, I liked it there. I'm doing it for a while now. Uh, they're really nice and gentle and helpful. The idea I love very much. Looking at the um, people's names and the, and the stickers, I find out where they're going to go. But by the titles, you have to look at the little white stickers to you where you put them to back on, onto the shelf. And I got this through um, people from the Sources team, employability. I think it's a good thing to do. Because you have to, to see new people, how to get along with, with them, see if I like it or if I don't like it. If they want to do volunteering as your support worker, if you've got any, um, you need to have your certificate, your CV, it is up to standard. And have you done any previous jobs before that? Yeah, I wish them good luck when, when they're going to do it. Thank you. That was Hannah and Michael sharing their experiences. Keep up the good work, Hannah and Michael. There are some people we know who put in an extra effort to help out. That's why we like to give a special shout out to them. It's time for Above and Beyond. I'm Ian, and the person who goes above and beyond for me is my sister, Donna. She helps me for, like, for instance, if I go away with Dad or something like that, she'll then email the staff and say to them, I'm going away, what dates and that. And if I need any, like, find anything, I've been able to ring up and ask if I can get it. If I get stuck with anything or anything like that, she's basically, she's my second carer. Like, for instance, she's the second holder of my card. Thank you, Donna, for giving above and beyond. It really makes a difference. Before we go, let's catch up with the Sorry Choices Growth Team volunteers who get out into the country and do conservation and maintenance work. Out of one and a half thousand contenders, the Growth Team got to the final four at the BBC Make a Difference Environmental Award. This is how BBC Radio Surrey covered the build-up last week. It's BBC Radio Surrey. We're less than a week away from the... 2022 Make a Difference Awards ceremony. It's going to take place. We're going to gather and meet some very special people. There are eight categories. All this week, we're delving deeper into the Environmental Award. 
Surrey Choices Growth Team are 16 supported volunteers who are passionate about protecting the natural environment, living with learning disabilities or autism. Every day, they help protect pathways, woodlands and habitats to ensure that wildlife thrives and everyone enjoys the experience of being in the countryside. So the main aim of the project is to teach vocational skills and help support people onto employment. Um, we've had people get jobs in places such as Brooklyn's Museum, the Watercrest Line, um, we've got one of our lads drives tractors on an 18 acre estate locally, um, which is all great successes. We've done work up at Newlands Corner, doing scrub clearance, helping them with all the trees and that. Not sure how many times we've been there, but the views are good. We enjoy the work up there. It's nice to get out in the countryside and do what we do, like streaming the footpaths and doing all those just to make it easy for the rest of the public. So it's quite nice. From the lads' point of view, the more that we expose them, the more opportunities and a greater range of opportunities we give them, um, the more that they learn, the greater their self-esteem, um, and the more that they gain out of it. But then we're also putting back into the community as well. The more they interact with other partnerships, that they learn for themselves what they're capable of. We know what they're capable of, um, but it's to bring it out of themselves so that they can understand and to empower them to achieve their own aims and goals. A lot of them want to go into gardening work or other sort of horticultural work, um, whether it be gardening or whether it be working for an organisation like the Surrey Wildlife Trust. Surrey Choices Growth, nominated in the Environment Award in our ceremony and the build-up to it next Monday night. So how did they do? Let's listen into the radio the morning after the results were announced. Bit of uh, cheery news because of a night of celebration and emotion at our 22 Make a Difference Awards last night. At a special ceremony, we said a big thank you to the big thank you to the local people for the work they do in our communities. The winner of the BBC Radio Sussex and BBC Radio Surrey Make a Difference Award for 2022 in the category of environmental is the growth team Surrey Choices. And somebody who was strutting their funky stuff up to the stage, Jackie Doe. Good morning to you. Hello. Morning. Hello. Uh, how are you feeling today? Oh, tired. That was a late <laughs> night for me. <laughs> but yeah, still a bit, start, still a bit like baffled, really. Kind of, yeah, really shocked, but pleased. Now, for people who didn't go or hear it, we've got a big special uh, recap happening on Sunday afternoon. But very simply, what we'd do is that we'd hear the names announced and then there was a video of all of you explaining. And what did you make of the people you were up against? Well, I mean, just brilliant, really. And, you know, the competition were were amazing. You know, the things they're doing for their local communities out of, you know, the kindness of their own hearts was, you know, amazing, really. So, yeah, it's really important that we look after the environment. Um, you know, it's something that, we all need to start doing a bit more of. So, yeah, it was amazing, really. Tell me what the volunteers have said to you about it. 
Oh, they haven't yet. They'll, they'll all be in at about nine this morning. So the award's gone to their base and I've sold them to make a video of them presenting it because I'll sadly be on a school run. Um, <laughs> so I've said get a video of them re- reacting to it, but they're going to be blown away. They're, they were really excited. There's always there's already been a bit of chatter on Facebook from them about it. So, yeah, they're going to be really excited. All right. And so for somebody listening to this for the first time, let's get an explanation of, of what you're actually all about. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, our great team sorry I've got my daughter in the background I'm just going to tell her to be quiet um, the Sorry Choices great team uh, do uh, countryside management and um, conservation work uh, they're supported volunteers to so people with learning disabilities and autism um, who are supported by our staff and the idea is that the increase in visibility of people with disabilities out in their local community helping and working is really important. Um, and that also they can gain skills and then hopefully progress into work, which is really important for people with disabilities to have that opportunity. Oh, right. I, I'm, oh, it's a shame you're going to miss that moment when they actually all see the award, isn't it? I know, I'm gutted. <laughs> oh, but it's good stuff. Well, look, Jackie, congratulations. If people want to find out more about what you guys do, is there somewhere we can look? Yeah, have a look at our website, www.surreychoices.com. Um, and uh, if anyone is interested in social care careers, who would have thought social care career would have taken you to using a strimmer on uh, on Newlands Corner? But it could. So have a look at our vacancies too. Brilliant. Excellent. All right, well, I'll leave you to go and get on with the school run. Are you running late Thank or are you, you on time? Are you, you know, no, no, you're... on time. On Fine. time. <laughs> phew, phew, phew. Good stuff. And uh, enjoy a, a longer sleep tonight, Jackie. Yeah, bit of a late night last night, but a good one. At the Surrey Choices Growth Team winning in the environment category last night. And across today, we're going to hear from more of our winners on the Make a Difference Awards. And also, I should mention, on Sunday, we've got a special uh, programme at two in the afternoon where you're able to actually hear and experience the whole thing. It's good stuff. So well done, team. We're all very proud. Finally, let's listen into what's been going on at Choices Waves, the in-house radio station. Thank you very much. Choices Waves. Digital voice of Sorry Choices. Yes, for you, baby. Hi, welcome to the IMB show hosting Emma Emanuel. That was Booty Licious by Destiny Child. Jim Anderson, read the screen a bit louder. Messed the bits up, but editing is magic, as you said. Next up, it's Only Fools Norses, the theme tune. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Mega Mix Show with JC. We're going to start the show with a bit of Elvis and Girls, Girls, Girls. Oh, that is it for my um, musical spectacular show numbers. Thanks for listening to my RB songs. So I wish you all a very good week and enjoy the sunshine and can't wait for next Tuesday too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Sorry Voices. If you have any comments or questions, you can email us at choicesway at sorrychoices.com. 
Thanks this month to Lisa, Owen and Anna and Michael for telling us about volunteering. Also thanks to Natalie and Diogo for helping arrange interviews. I was your host, Sarah Joy. Until next time, take care, be safe and enjoy your day. Thank you. Goodbye.